Kenny the Sports Guy podcast. Hello and welcome back to Kenny the Sports Guy's podcast. I'm your host, Kenny Severo, and today I have two special guests. Joining the show today is me and Sam Barano and Caroline Stein, founders of For the Athletes, a mental health application that helps unlock the true potential in college athletes. Mia Zabarano is a licensed mental health therapist and performing consultant. Mia utilizes evidence-based strategies to support highly competitive and driven individuals and teams to enhance their mentality and optimize their performance. Mia specializes in high-performance athletes, business professionals, entrepreneurs, and others who are truly wanting to improve how they show up to change their lives. As a former Division I soccer college athlete, this, pop, this population holds a special place for Mia. Caroline Stein is a former Lynn University D2 lacrosse player where she played in Israel. With a psychology background, she teamed up with Mia to create For the Athletes. Please welcome to the show Mia Zambarano and Caroline Stein. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So the first question I have for you guys how did 40 athletes got started? So that's that's a, I'll I'll start and then I'll hand it off to you, Carolyn. Okay. So basically, um, for those that know me, you know that I, like Kenny said, I played soccer in college, and yeah. following through my therapy practice, I created a niche with college athletes where I was running performance programs and therapy services. So one of the schools I was working with and continue to work with is Lynn University. And I was working with the lacrosse team. And shortly after one of the seasons working with the team, Carolyn had reached out to me. She had emailed me um, unexpectedly and kind of just said that she was really interested in making some big changes or trying to create some big impact and wanted to speak with me. And I got so excited because Obviously, that's that's something I was so involved in and I just love doing. And she showed up in my office with this whole plan and was like, hey, how do we make this happen? And it kind of took off from there. I got so on board with it. I think initially, Carolyn, you can speak to this more. I think initially she was just asking for my feedback and then we ended up kind of merging paths and <laughs> with it. But so yeah. Carolyn, I'll let you speak to it more. So. I was a senior that year, and then our senior year project was to create a organization that was already formed on a international level and take it to a national level. And then I was a psychology major, so it was like how that it had to be something to do with mental health. And so I know I wanted to do something with athletes. And there's an organization that's for Olympic athletes, and it's like 24/7 counseling for these. Olympic athletes, um, and it kind of just helps them. And I decided I want to make that in terms of nationally for the NCAA, because that's like only America. And then um, that kind of was the start to it. And then I started like, I kind of knocked out that paper because I started to quickly be like, I don't want to do this about the paper. Like now I think that this could actually be like a real thing. So then I started kind of drawing it out. And then I talk to Mia because I knew that a lot of it had to do with HIPAA and a lot of like confidentiality things so that's why I went to Mia because I was like she has the same like ideas as me in terms of like athletes and mental health and she understands the struggle so I went to her again like just it wasn't like to be part of it it was more just like could this happen yeah and 
why hasn't it happened? Like, because part of me was like, if it could have already happened, then it wouldn't have happened. So then I went to Mia about it. And then she was like, no, I want to do it. I think it could be big. And then that was kind of the start to it. Where it all took off and we started planning and it's been in the works for a while. It's been over a year that we've been really putting this together and it's very exciting. I really think it could change a lot of things. It's it's just a really cool formulation where it's not traditional. It's very proactive. It's a Mm -hmm. lot of resources. Um, Obviously we can't provide direct therapy to everyone like we're you know that was the big thing I came across like I'm one person I can only do so much I think a lot of schools face that doesn't matter how high the level is they only usually have maybe one two couple people on staff and it's not realistic to have that meet the needs in a way that's proactive it's very reactive and listen I think people are doing the best they can but I've talked to um, people that have been at big programs where they do have some this, but it's again, it's once in a while, or it's if something's going wrong. So this idea was really cool and having it be a proactive approach where there's a community and there's a lot of resources and information and trainings. And we're just so excited to be able to bring it to that population because while it's a very strong population, it's a very vulnerable population and everything mm-hmm. that they're going through, so the true. pressure they experience. Yeah. And obviously professional athletes uh, have more resources. I think, you know, even honestly, even in this world, I think it could build up more, but there's more being done. I think colleges, they're obviously catching on too. But like I said, it, it still feels more, um, it doesn't feel like it's reaching as many people as it could. And that was our mission was to try to help as many people as we could in one place that's safe and, and positive and resourceful. Yeah. So the next question, there was a lot of things like before during COVID, because I played kind of throughout COVID, it happened my freshman year. So a lot of it was like a lot of surveys that would come through and easy to just do it through your phone. And like, it would get sent to the athletic or, or athletic trainers for your team. And it would just be like, okay, like, do you feel like this symptom, this symptom, whatever. And it was just super easy to like, it was like super confidential to just be like, okay, I am feeling this way. I am feeling this way, whatever. And that's kind of, I think what concept I wanted. And that kind of was the push into it. So the next question I have is why college athletes? Why, why the focus on them? I think a lot of people don't realize how a lot of people think like, oh, they're kids and they like they're kids that are on scholarship and they're just playing a game. Like, it's easy, it's fun, but a lot more goes into it. It's kids that are trying to live on their own for the first time. And they're also playing their sport to a different degree than they're used to while also trying to balance school and they don't have the resources that professional teams do. I think that was my reason for college athletes. Yeah, no, absolutely. Nailed it. I mean, that that's, that's what kind of what we were saying is it's a surprisingly vulnerable population. A lot of people are living away from home for the first time. They're asking way more of themselves physically, mentally, emotionally than they ever have. And none of them have been trained, not none of them. Many of them have not been trained on it or don't even have a conceptualization of like mental performance. It's starting to be talked about more now, but I know when I was in school, that was not, never heard of it. Yeah, that wasn't an option back then. No, no, it wasn't. So 
it was just, you know, it's understanding how much pressure and, and Carolyn touched on it too. Is like, it's a game. It's like, you know, people think that athletes are getting special treatment and all of those things are just necessary to get by. It's, it's so taxing on your body, on your mind, on your emotions. You're constantly competing within your team. You're competing against other people. There's comparison. There's so many things that happen. And what we forget is everyone's human at the end of the day. So you're in this huge developmental phase where you're just trying to figure out who you are as a person and to grow into that individuality. And then you're being faced with all these, you know, not negative challenges, but challenges nonetheless. So to think that you're asking more of yourself than you ever have and not giving more to yourself, which is we see a lot of times with college students, it's like you're not eating as well. You're not sleeping as well. You're not doing these things as well. Athletes, it's the same thing because you're having crazy practice times and you're doing so much you're not recovering as well. And it obviously takes a toll on your mental health. So I think that's why we're seeing a lot of this stuff come up um, and becoming more glaringly obvious. People are just exposed to more. Now there's more comparison. Now there's the NILs. There's like so many more things involved now, in my opinion. Yeah. I feel like there's two sides of it. I feel like for one, you see like the big college football players that like, you know, their names and you know, like their school and whatever, like, yeah, like, for one on campus, they're kind of seen as a celebrity, but they still have to do homework and they still have to like keep up that reputation. And now they have even more eyes on them. And again, with the NI, like they have so much, like, yeah, they're getting like a sense of like fame in a way, but they're also getting the same sense of pressure and like need for like constant excellence in all fields. I think that's kind of both of our things against it. Yeah. You're under a magnifying glass now at such a young age and and yeah. social media and coverage and stuff it's just a different world so you guys especially touch upon sorry you can keep going sorry sorry especially since you're you're usually like at class with your teammates and you're at lunch with your teammates and you're living with your teammates and you're practicing with your teammates and you're at games like you're always with them so it creates like a weird type of bond but it's also like okay this is like my best friend and my roommate but I'm also like we're competing for the same spot on the team and it drives like a weird extra pressure. It's a tough dynamic sometimes. Yeah. So you guys touch upon like, you know, having the pressure to being a college athlete. So what are some of the techniques that you will provide towards uh, college athletes and some advice on how college athletes can, you know, uh, you know, combat, you know, their mental health, and how would they do it? Want me to dive into this, Carolyn? Yeah, I think you're <laughs> considering you like train me on it. I think you're better at it. So <laughs> basically, so again, this this idea is to provide more resources readily available at your fingertips. So what's being provided within the app is a way of assessing yourself, right? So a reflection and accountability to say like this is how I'm feeling and just having that acknowledgement because I think so many. Uh, uh, you know, college athletes either, again, haven't had that exposure, don't know what to call it, or just aren't aware of how they're feeling because they don't have time to think about it. So it's normalizing it. It's understanding it because the more aware you are of something, the more you can do about it. Um, so it kind of covers every act of functioning as a human and an athlete. And that's why we're very, it's very important to acknowledge both of those things because a lot of athletes get caught up in the identity of being an athlete. So it's very much to support the full person and within that community. So they're getting assessment tools. They're getting trainings every month on whether it's something we're outsourcing someone to come in on nutrition as an athlete or 
um, you know, self-care or emotional regulation or, you know, different types of cognitive optimization, the way of like thinking more effectively. Um, so just all these things, so they're getting webinars, they're getting information, they're getting interviews from former college and professional athletes that kind of give them insights and again, normalize it. There's going to be a blog space where they can talk of kind of amongst themselves and have the support of us to kind of chime in and, and help direct it. So they're processing whatever information they're getting. So it's really going to be loaded with just a lot of really valuable information. There's going to be tools that they can access, prompts um, that they can use. So we're really excited about it and it's launching in January. So um, it, it's something that we've made sure it's readily accessible to anybody who wants to. So especially, yeah. so you're going to want to jump on that opportunity sooner than later. And um, yeah, so there's going to be a lot of resources. There's going to be a lot of resources available within that space. I think also like the another huge part of it, that's not even like the point it's like the point, but it's like the background point is it's just opening the conversation. Like <clears throat> it's such a big stigma and it's such a big like hush topic. And so now like we hear you, we understand this problem. We've been through the problem. This is what we're going to do about it. Mm -hmm. I think that's so, the big part. This is what we're going to do about it. Cause I think like people are starting to talk about it more. We're definitely continuing the conversation, which is so important. It could change someone's life. Like we've seen where that hasn't happened in the past and where we've lost people way too young and, and just in such unfair circumstances. So keeping the conversation going, like Carolyn said, but actually doing something about it, giving resources, giving support and normalizing it so that if they do need more support outside of the app or out of our community, they know where they can get it, how to get it, and they know what to do about it. So the, that leads me to my next question. Supposedly, if there is an athlete that, you know, He's going through a lot of things. Like he's a lot of pressures with uh, college life and athletes, but he doesn't really want to help because of his mental mindset. How mm -hmm. would you go about, you know, doing that? So this was why I was one of the, the aspects of it that I'm super like. Mia knows like this is the one thing like we can change almost everything about this like fifty times over, but the one thing I'm super like it needs to be done is a survey and the survey goes back to what I was saying about how we used to deal with COVID that was like the idea behind it but that way like nobody's looking over your shoulder and all the results are anonymous so you could be like the funny popular never has any issues kid but still say like <clears throat> like I'm going through oh god <clears throat> you can still say like I'm going through all these issues without the fear of repercussions and that's like our big thing and that's why I think the surveys are so important like you can say like yeah, like, I don't think I'm eating as well as I should. And I think I'm, like, you know, distancing myself from friends and family because I'm so focused on my sport and, like, whatever. You can say it in a way that's not jeopardizing your image or your name or your position on the team. The other thing with the app, too, is we're making it so that you can sign up in a confidential way. Yeah. So like, obviously, you can't create a, conf a you know, an anonymous account and be wreaking havoc. And they're going to be very strict on what's said and how you operate within that. But, you know, if you don't want to share your name, or you don't want to share your image within that app or that community, you don't have to. So you can kind of create again, appropriately. So obviously, we encourage people um, to not feel shame or guilt or anything about this. And when you show up as yourself, you can get genuine connection. And if you're not in that space yet, if you're still carrying a lot of unresolved internal conflict on the matter, 
there's ways for you to access this information. Um, and something Carolyn had put together in the very beginning of, you know, taking kind of inventory of what we needed or, or how this would land was sending out surveys across different schools, different sports, male, female, and the overwhelming feedback of the statistics we got on a significant amount of athletes was that they were interested and that if they knew it was confidential, they would get help. Or if they knew that like how to, or that it felt safe and it felt comfortable that they would absolutely utilize it. Um, and the numbers were just overwhelming. So it's I, the need is there. Yeah. And I think being in it, it's like everyone's quiet. Nobody wants to, everything's like happy, go lucky, happy, go lucky until the one person first says like, oh, maybe this isn't so good. And then it just, it happened when we're talking. Yeah. It's always that one person. So <laughs> yeah, always. it happened we were talking with Mia she was like oh like how is everything and everyone was like oh it's good everything's fine we're happy like love it she's like are you sure like, yep yep all good all good and then it was like the second meeting she's like okay guys like how is everyone and it took like one person to be like well I think that and then it was like an hour long just like get everything out well to me I feel like when you ask that question also like it's just like one of those questions that people don't want to answer but it has to be answered because you can never know what that person is going through. And based on my experiences, I feel like uh, whenever someone, before, you know, I seek help, it, um, I was really annoyed at how people would ask me how am I doing. And then now when people tell me uh, the same question, I would say, hey, I'm doing all right. I'm doing good. Um, just, you know, maintaining all that. But I think that's a question that needs to be answered more and asked more because I think it's a very important question. That's just my opinion. It's it's giving yourself permission to actually answer it too. Cause kind of to what Carolyn was saying is it's like, I don't like, am I supposed to let you know how I'm feeling? I know you're asking, but do you really want to know? And just creating a space exactly. where we're asking and you have the space to say exactly what's happening for you. It just is a total game changer, honestly. And, you know, we're talking about mental performance and that higher level, but unless you're foundation is strong like none of that's going to matter again at the end of the day we're human and your well-being is more important than anything else and mm -hmm. that's something that gets hammered home um in our you know for the athletes we have different kind of slogans and you know there's physically strong mentally unbreakable but it, a lot of it was more than a number too and just seeing yourself as more than you know an athlete or more than the number on the back of your jersey is because you're so much more important than that and if you establish that relationship with yourself and with the people around you that other stuff is going to fall into place it'll work exactly. so much better have so much more success yeah so let's steer clear from the uh, mental health aspect so the next question i have is as former collegiate athletes what was your typical mindset towards every game that you played <laughs> I think it was much more recent for you, Carolyn. It's okay. It's okay to be honest, actually. <laughs> I think I think games were almost easier mentally because the games were like we're not gonna get like there's no time for the coaches to be like you're an idiot for making that play. Like you're in the middle of a game, so there's no time for the coaches to like stop everything and be like go sprint because you mess this up or like whatever like we're doing it 10 more times until you guys get it right like you're in the middle of a game and so I feel like at that point it's like it's all just like what you know so I feel like for games it was a lot 
like I would get a lot more anxious going to practices than I would going to games because I felt like during games it was more in our control than in like the coach's control which I mean that might just be my own past like experience but I think games were almost easier it was harder in the sense of like okay it's like building up it's building up like I have a game I know people are going to be watching I know like the stats are going to matter whatever but I just still felt like in terms of mental health it was easier for me to do games than practices yeah so very intuitive way of thinking of it (laughs) yeah I mean that's a that's actually a really fair point so for my experience and growing up, I mean, I started playing soccer as soon as I could. I played other sports too, but soccer was just always it for me. It was like my safe space. It just was my outlet. It was, I always felt good. So going into games when I was younger through high school, club soccer, whatever it was, I always felt really confident. It was just like where I, I felt good. I, I knew I had my spot. I, I felt really confident in my ability. And then my senior year in high school, um, at the very end of high school, I'd already committed to my school. I tore my knee. ACL, MCL, mm. um, didn't know right away because I was walking and they told me I was fine, but ultimately found out it was not the case. So I was going into my freshman year of college with just trying to recover from this major injury. And it was a very tumultuous relationship with the sport throughout college because I was pushing myself so hard, waking up at, you know, 5 a.m. every morning as, as an 18 year old in a new state and, you know, playing on a division one team. And I was just pushing myself so hard. So it was really overwhelming at times, but I just tried to keep my eyes on the prize. So whenever I had an opportunity, um, I even practices, I tried to treat practices as games because I just didn't know what that was going to look like. You're constantly competing. So going into games in college, I would get much more nervous and anxious because I felt like more obviously was riding on it and I was still trying to prove myself. And I wish I had these resources then. Um, You know, I was obviously a psychology student then, but didn't have, you know, all these things putting into play. And, you know, it's like the stuff you wish you could tell yourself then, but it was just very much of trying to get by. And sometimes you psych yourself out or you get down on yourself. And other times, you know, you hit a stride and it feels really good. But I think the up and down is exhausting and way more than people realize. And it's so common to go from like a big fish in a little pond and then have an injury and just trying to, to get by. So that was a lot of what my experience was in college with like mindset towards games or practices even was just trying to like do everything I could and and not get in my own head actually interesting I don't know if you have time for it but I want to share it because I share it with a lot of my athletes when I was recovering from my knee injury I just did everything I could to get back and I ended up I, I used my patella tendon which they said at the time was nine months to a year and I got cleared Oof. in <laughs> and a half months I got cleared in five and a half months all I did I just lived on my doing my rehab. I was like, there's no way this is holding me back. I'm getting back. And I did. And I remember I was sitting in the doctor's office and he was sizing me for my brace. And I'm asking, like, making sure I'm putting it on. Right. Cause I don't want to do this again. Right. I never want to live that again. And he looked, <laughs> never forget. He looked me in the eye and he goes, if you're going to tear your knee again, that's not going to stop you. I was like, he's like, it's a mental crutch it makes people feel better. Now I'm sure like it does help. But the point is, is like it, it what's going to happen is going to happen, but you have more control than you realize. Point being is like you have to play mentally tough. And I, I carried that with me. I actually didn't end up using the brace. and I played the rest of my career with no brace. 
Um, Ooh, and really? Knock on wood, thank God nothing happened, but <laughs> it really stuck out to me. We we're talking about mindset and mentality. So I, I really tried to kind of carry that with me and just be confident in my, my physical body and, and my ability as much as I could. And that wasn't always easy. Wow, that's quite a story out there, actually. So the next question I have is, as former collegiate athletes, uh, how did you dealt with your mental health during that time? Uh, not so well, I think. I think, I think it went that I mean, I have been dealing with mental health stuff my whole life. I've had a psychologist six years old, so I was like raised into knowing like how important it is to like care about that um but I think it was kind of the same thing like I was like looking around nobody else was like struggling from what I could tell so like I'll just push that to the side and deal with it and then I think once I think once it kind of was an open conversation that's when my mental started getting better because then I was like okay like we're all struggling with it so like, let me do like what I can do to help like my mental health. And I think also being able to open up about that, not only with like my psychologist on the side, but then with our team psychologist, Mia, and then also with like our teammates after that and being like, okay, like, so you do feel that way also, right? Like it's like, we're all feeling this together. I think that kind of helped things. So I will say that for, I, I, I've, you know, had some tough stuff going on as a kid. And like I said before, soccer was kind of my crutch and my safe place and my rock. It was consistent where I felt in control. And that was my mental health outlet. So when I went to college and it was, uh, you know, something that gave me a little bit of trouble, I actually didn't have much to cope with. I mean, again, I had the psychology background and I knew certain ways to start to target and adjust. And I knew about self-care and stuff like that, but that's why I'm very passionate about this is because I know it could have been a very different experience, or at least it could have felt very different if I had some of these resources. Um, Cause I think a lot of people feel that way they go in and like, this is their whole life or this is their outlet. And now this is the very thing that's giving them a lot of stress and anxiety and pressure. So it, it's a tough relationship to navigate if you don't know how to normalize that, understand it, or cope with it. So the final question I have for you guys for today is where can people find for the athletes on social media and what is your website? So on social media, we're for TA platform. Um, and then, or for the Instagram, we're, the number for the athletes underscore. And then our website is uh, 4taplatform.com. Yeah. So stay tuned, definitely follow um, our Instagram. And if you want to subscribe to our website, because there's going to be a lot more information coming out about the app. We have interviews. If you want to access, we have a ton of interviews, incredible interviews with former professional athletes and um, college athletes that just really hit home and resonates awesome content. And like we said, we're going to do a big launch and we're going to be taking pre-registration for the app, um, soon October. So definitely, um, reach out if you're interested or you want to know more. So that's, you can connect with us best on Instagram and through our website. Well, that's all the questions I have for you today. I want to thank Carolyn and Mio for the time. You can check out four of the athletes at 
as she has already stated. You can find this episode on my YouTube channel, Kennedy Sports Guy Podcast, and on my website, www.kennedysportsguy.com. And it's available on Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Until the next episode, see ya, and I hope you stay safe and healthy. Kenny, the Sports Guy Podcast.